Chapter 29 When Ilse came to, her shoulders, neck, and back felt heavy and sore. She slowly and haggardly pulled herself to her feet, brushed off some leaves, and put a hand to her unsteady heart. She remembered Tyke suddenly transforming into a wolf, and her heart raced again. First a Yildirim, and now a shapeshifter? She thought. She didn't know if the wild animal was waiting close by or not, but thought that it would be best to get herself back to the inn. She could tell her sore back wasn't just soreness. Ilse walked hesitantly and hunched over, bending her knees to keep her footfalls quiet. She gazed up at the sky and saw the large, full moon hidden from her, behind the thick gray clouds. What if I never find him, or what if he finds me? She thought of Tyke, lost in the woods with half a mind. She came to the beginning of the forest and began retracing her footsteps. She continued walking until she reached the hill where she and Tyke were a few hours ago. If she made a run for it, she could probably be safe and warm in the inn in half an hour. Then she suddenly heard something breathing heavily behind her. Ilse didn't know what to expect, but the breathing wasn't Tyke's. A man grabbed her by the shoulders and she let out a stifled gasp from surprise and pain. If you run, I'll bash your knees, a male voice said. Ilse felt a thick hand grip her on the shoulder. As he pulled his hood down, she didn't recognize him at all. He was far older than she, with dark, charcoal-colored hair. He had a small beard at his chin, which ran along his jaw and connected with his sideburns. Did you know that I've been following you? He said. Get away from me, she said through gritted teeth. She tried to step back, weighing her options. He'd be easy to deter with magic, especially with an ice chanter spell, but she felt it would give too much away to her mysterious stalker. I can see you're thinking of running, he said quietly. He quickly unsheathed a long knife. It glinted devilishly in the moonlight. He held it close to her face so she could feel its coldness against her cheek. Why not use your abilities to confirm what I already know? Who are you, you Ilderim scum? Ilse cried. She whimpered, only to throw him off while she tried to think. Hopefully he'd think she was scared rather than royally pissed off. She made weak pleas for her life, but he just kicked her in the stomach to get her to stop. She wheezed a bit, and it wasn't theatrical in the least. I met your father, the cloaked man said. Didn't find your mother. Was she dead before we met? If Ilse was trying to be calm and cautious, she gave up. She gritted her teeth and screamed in frustration at the man's taunting. She suddenly resorted to making a swipe at his face with her iced-over hand. It only grazed him slightly, but it gave her a small window to back away and try again since he let go of her shoulder. She used her other arm to uppercut him in the jaw, which met its intended mark. Suddenly, she felt wild. She wanted to tear him to pieces for threatening her and throwing around words about her father and mother. In fact, she wanted so badly to scratch at his face, she could almost imagine it. She shook her head wildly and staggered a few steps away from the man. She then felt a surge of energy in her head. She screamed. The pain in her head trickled down her spine, down to the ends of her toes. She looked up and found that the moon had come out from behind the thick clouds. She felt as though the moon had been searching for her and found her with its luminous stare. Ilse wanted to give the moon its satisfaction. She wanted to expose herself to the light, but she realized it was already shining down on her. There was a tug, a connection with the moon that she had never before experienced. For a few seconds, she forgot about everything. She forgot who she was and anyone else she had known. The moon was the only thing she knew. Suddenly, hair shot out and grew like grass all over her body. She felt pain in her teeth as she felt them sharpen and lengthen. She bent her head back and let out a long howl. Bones sharpened and moved, and she fell to her knees to clutch her skull. With one final snarl, 
Her beast form snarled and stood over the cloaked man with drool rolling and dripping from her jaw. Her jaws snapped in his face and she made attempts to tear at his arm. He used it to block his face, but also called a spell of his own. Her beast form felt a rolling shock that shook her frame. She whined and ran away. She remembered that feeling and remembered that bad people knew that bad spell. Like trying to interpret a dream, she tried to piece together what she knew and who he might be, but all she could think of was satisfying her hunger. She felt free. The cool night air went through her glossy fur as she sprinted into the thick forest. It was some time during the deep night that she fully realized what was going on. She found herself far from Charcoal Ridge and up in the mountains. She could sense that other creatures, potential meals, around her were burrowing or otherwise dodging her. She didn't feel hungry anymore, but instead felt alone. Suddenly, she realized what she was. She was an animal. She vaguely remembered the sensation and felt grateful for her forgetfulness. It came together that Tyke was an animal, and now she was one, too. She nodded firmly to herself, confirming to herself that this was indeed the first time this had happened, as if the extra assurance helped keep her mind clear. Maybe, if she was calm and in her right senses, maybe Tyke was the same. It didn't matter if he about mauled her, she wanted to find him and figure out how this happened and how she could be herself again. She also reminded herself of that man that talked about her father. She didn't want to forget that detail. It had to mean he was a Yildirim. He wanted her to know he was part of the raid on Dove. Like smelling fresh bread or cooked meat, she picked out a distinct scent that her instincts told her belonged to Tyke. She followed the scent deeper into the forest. It was like his distinct smell drifted higher than all others in the air. She stopped at a moonlit river, and she looked at what she had become. Her fur looked like shiny silver in the moonlight. She was thirsty, so she used her long nose and tongue to drink from the river, and the cool water felt good against her fur. She was worried that she would lose the scent, but then she saw him. He raised his long nose to howl to the moon that bound him in his wolf form. His fur was dark gray, and it rippled slightly with the wind. Even from a few meters away, he looked to her and somehow recognized her. He made no gesture to attack or flee. Not bad for your first time, Tyke said. You found me in no time. His ma didn't move. It was like he was talking to her with his mind and his eyes. He looked away, pawing at the ground as if he wasn't looking forward to this meeting. You stink, Ilse tried to tease. Your scent was as strong as my resolve to find you. Ilse wished she had this sharp vision in the dark as a human. She could see him clear as day, as well as the trees around her. They were probably a three hours hike north of where Tyke initially met the moonlight and transformed. She could see that Tyke wasn't going to meet her in the middle, so she trotted her way up to him. She looked at him nose to nose, wondering what would happen next. How long does this form last? Days? Ilse asked. Once the full moon goes away, Tyke said, and the sun takes her place. Who did this to you? You're not cross with me. Answer my question or I will be. This isn't anyone's fault. Mother's an animan. A what? A person that takes the form of an animal at a full moon, Tyke explained. You could be just about anything. Beast Forest got its name from animals that turn humans into themselves. But it's the animan who are the real monsters. You're not a monster. Your mother was never a monster, Ilse corrected. How long? It didn't get to be a big problem until I... Well, you know, got tall, a deep voice, a huge appetite, and lots of hair. I see. This isn't me, Tyke said, shaking his head like a wet dog. All this fur and violence. First you meet me as the Ilderum, and now I'm an animan. But Tyke, Ilse prodded. 
He turned to her as she rolled to face him and motioned to her heart with her hands. Why didn't you tell me? Am I such a shallow friend that you never thought to tell me? Ilse, I was doing well in school, working on getting an apprenticeship, and I didn't want the whole town to know, he answered passionately. I was hoping one day I would escape over the wall and fix myself so no one would ever have to know. Well, that didn't work, Ilse merely replied. She made a snuffling sound and jutted out her jaw as she adjusted herself. She rested on the forest floor and looked anywhere but Tyke's face. There was always more to you than the nice inventor that lived next door, she mused. Why are you so calm? You're going to become a wolf with every full moon for the rest of your life, Tyke asked. His voice was bitter. Ilse could tell that he was extremely cross with himself. What should I do right now? Bite your head off? Ilse said. Do you want me to leave you in the forest alone while I leave and live my life? Hardly seems like a solution. Come back with me to the village. Let's talk. Let's... Lie down and sleep for a bit, Tyke said, raising a forepaw to the space behind her neck. It was like he was gently pushing her to the ground. You look exhausted. I'll watch over you. Don't run away, Ilse said, agreeing on the exhausted part. Promise. I'll be right here. The voice was soothing and assuring. As she lay on her stomach, she rested her head on her forepaws and felt Tyke's wolf form lay down right next to her.